1: Welcome, Pat and Stu. Of course, uh, ugh. that, that. How you doing?
0: <laughs> Are you taking the glasses uh, off to point? Or what was the... I was getting there, but then they went away from me, so... Uh.
1: Oh,
2: wow, well, that sucks. Um, so, interesting... Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so cheesy, so cheesy, and uh, stupid. That's so stupid. Um, so
1: and, uh, uh, CNN, I guess, had some uh, issues. Fat uh, f- finger pointing <laughs> at people.
0: Are you still? <laughs> I mean, today I just, I just did one.
2: Okay, uh, so <laughs> CNN
0: uh, has been in the news today. We, I
2: don't <clears> know if we did, we get to it maybe a little bit today on on radio, but uh, this idea that. People are beating up on CNN because of a couple things that have happened over the past 24 to 48 hours. One, they had a, uh, a story um, that was presented about Trump and Russia, and they had some uh, three journalists resign from uh, CNN. Because of what happened. CNN published a story connecting Anthony Scaramucci with investigations into the Russian Direct Investment Fund. The story did not meet CNN's editorial standards. Thanks that
1: song. Scaramucci, Scaramucci, will you you do do the the fandango? You know him then. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, The editorial standards and has been retracted. Links to the story have been disabled. CNN apologizes to Mr. Scaramucci, Scaramucci, will you do the Uh. (laughs) fandango? Uh, which is, like, they actually did write that in the CNN uh, okay. retraction. Um, now, what's, what's a couple of things that are interesting about this. One, everybody that, who likes Trump is saying, uh, CNN, fake news, worst people ever. Uh, which is kind of understandable. They did they did seemingly make a mistake. The, this backstory here seems to be that they had mm. an investigative unit that was
1: kind of working on their own. And they pu- published a story only on the website. Was that, um, Was it, just to interrupt this, uh, I remember they were talking about... Uh, you know, last year, remember the story of the BuzzFeed guys that they hired uh, in one big chunk and moved them into? Inve- is that these guys? No, no, different. guys. Oh, it's not. Okay.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, that's different. Different team. Um, mm. But they have. They, they've been developing these teams. Yeah. Um, and this particular mm-hmm. team published something to the website that did not. They didn't send it through the normal channels. Bastards. Um, at least that's what CNN is saying. You can. I, I think doubt their account. It's not crazy to doubt it, but I mean, this is what they're saying. Um, and uh, they basically they just had one source. Uh, who was unnamed. So they, CNN is pretty careful in their statement. They're not saying the story isn't true. Um, they're just saying we didn't have enough sourcing on this and it should have been printed. Okay? Hmm. Now, I don't, starting here, the guy who is accused <clears> in the story, <throat> not Trump, but the Sc- Scott, Amuch, Scott Amuch, Scott Amuch, will, will you, you do the Fandango? That guy Dango. says, look, I'm like glad CNN very, did. Very Yeah, his statement was, look, I'm really glad CNN did the right thing here. No harm done. <laughs> you know, we're moving on. That's his statement. Like, he's not even offended by it. Like, he was annoyed, obviously, I'm sure, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But it's like, look, they did the right thing here. They had a story that was wrong. They retracted it. Um, I'm not exactly sure what they're supposed to do here. Obviously, the standard you want to set is to get every single story perfectly correct. Mm-hmm. But when you get one wrong, the correct thing to do is what they did, which is they not only retracted the story, took down the links, posted a a, a correction, but also basically pushed out three people over at the story. Like, what are they supposed to do when they get a story wrong? Now, obviously, the idea is you hope to get a story right, but it blows my mind the people who are are worried about this at CNN. The, The Alex Joneses of the world are worried about CNN getting one story wrong. If they get a thousand stories wrong in the next week, they'll have a better record than, than uh, Alex Jones does. Um, and, and, you know, in those types of people. Mm-hmm. So like, I, while I'm no CNN defender, I mean, I have lots of problems with their coverage at times, you know, some of the people there I'm not in love with, but you know, they have a lot of good people there too. And a lot of the stuff they've done has been, uh, has been good. Um, see, uh, they hear the people that got fired, Thomas Frank. Um, he uh, worked for USA today and Newsday for three decades. Um, he was and then worked at CNN. Um, uh, uh, Lex Harris, named executive editor of CNN Investigates in January, previously executive editor of CNN Money, et cetera, et cetera. in so relation are, to Lex Luther, Le, He was, yes. He was. It was Scatamooch. Scatamooch, who we do mm-hmm. the Fandango and Lex Luthor, Well, the main story components. Okay. I'm glad that's what you got out of this. Yeah, yes. Uh, is. Which is really good. Uh, the other thing that happened, do we have the video of the CNN producer by any chance, Marissa? Oh, by the way, Marissa, thanks. Welcome back. Thanks for showing up. Uh, and uh, we really appreciate your uh, your attendance. First time um, in nine weeks. Nine weeks. She had nine yeah. weeks of vacation, but, you know, I, uh, she's been here for a good year, so you're going to get the nine weeks, yeah. uh, typically. Okay. Obviously. Um, which is great for her. And uh, am I correct or incorrect in assuming that we're going to have some more really terrible products from the U.K. today for spoons, Marissa?
1: Oh, incorrect. So, how good. Oh, you're wow. incorrect in that assumption. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Well, that's kind of what good. I just <laughs> assumed was going to happen. <laughs> no, it's something normal too. for a change? Yeah, are you what, a real
2: our, people food? Let's ask the question. How about what's that? on people's day? What are we trying? What are we trying? Ah! Pepsi, Fi- Pepsi oh. Fire. You know how. I kind how, of wondered about that. Yeah, you know, I wondered about it too, and I wondered about it so much that I purchased it myself and brought it in this morning. So good prep uh, for Marissa, <laughs> who comes back to work and uh, waits for me to deliver the product that we'll use for today's show. So, what is, is uh, it?
1: Uh, it has some. It is a uh,
2: cinnamon flavored Pepsi. Ah. Very excited about this one. Okay. Uh, I have never tried it, Pepsi Fire, and I was so excited about it. I. Purchased it myself and brought and it, brought in, it and in, and actually hand, hand delivered it to Marissa this morning, uh, and then she was able to turn that around <laughs> all the way to the segment today, uh, which is great. Uh, it's uh, exactly.
0: I mean, that shows how much uh, she loves her job. Coming back first day like that, right. turning it around that quick. Woof! Right. You don't get that
2: often. You don't. Thank- thankfully, uh, mm. we uh, we really appreciate it. And welcome back, Marissa. We we definitely we definitely missed you. Um, the uh, there is a story today <clears throat> about um, from I think it's James O'Keefe, in which he. Uh, finds a CNN producer um, in front of an elevator who may or may not have had a few drinks. He looks looks like he may have been a few in at this point. I don't know. Maybe I just picked that up. Uh, and he's pre- whoever this person is, is uh, pressing the CNN producer on uh, Donald Trump and is saying, yeah, it is really nothing to that Russia thing either. Is there? Is there? Is there? Is there? And he's like, yeah, no, there's really no evidence. There's no proof yet. You know, a lot of it's, you know, I mean, I can see why he says it's BS. You know, I'd be tweeting about it being fake news, too. Says something like that. That's being translated, of course, by people who like Trump to say that, you know.
1: It's an admission. It's an
2: admission that they all know it's BS and they're just pursuing it anyway. It's such like these things are so like before the accusation was everyone who works at CNN is targeting the president without merit. They're just going after him no matter what. They're all crazy liberals want to take the president down, right? That mm-hmm. was the now they found a person inside CNN who agrees with them, and that also proves the bias against Trump, right Like so they have someone in CNN who is saying the coverage is uh, is uh, and he's not really saying it's unfair, but he's saying they don't have proof of it yet, and that's uh apparently evidence that now CNN is also biased. So both things prove that it's biased. There's nobody at CNN who believes Trump, and now there's a person at CNN who believes Trump. Both of them prove CNN's bias. But beyond that, the guy is a CNN health producer. He, he works on a CNN health unit. Like, he's not... Like, it's not like they got Jake Tapper saying it, right? Like, and by the way, you probably can find Jake Tapper saying there's no proof of the, of the collusion because I've heard Democratic congressman Adam Schiff on the air saying there's no evidence yet or proof of the collusion. So I, again, these things get so blown out of proportion. Everyone wants to find the thing that makes their side feel better. You know, I, I, it's, it really is incredible to me, the, the search for it, because it, it does seem to be constant. If you take a moment off of that journey, if you're off of that quest for five freaking minutes where you're looking at things and saying, well, maybe this doesn't really prove my case, you are, uh, you're a heretic.
1: It, it is really amazing. Um, maybe just to me, apparently. <laughs> no, but I mean, we've expressed that set of it. Yeah, no, you're so right. So many times, I, I, I'm, it's almost inexpressible anymore because I'm just so amazed by the mentality and the the uh, worship, really, of Donald Trump that, you know, you can't say anything about him uh, that isn't glowing and not be, you know, bent on personal destruction because of our weird hatred for him or, or whatever. I, I mean, you yeah. must agree with everything he says, does, every retraction he makes. Uh, you must support everybody he supports. You must hate everyone he hates. Like Megyn Kelly, who... One of the more likable people in all of news. She's beautiful. She's good. She's smart. Uh, she's talented. And because she asked Trump a tough question, most uh, conservatives hate her now. It's, just, I know, it's, it's bizarre. bizarre. It's bizarre. That was the... I guess I did have some things to say about it. despite Thank you. I'm the I'm glad fact that I thought I was dumbfounded. By
2: it. <laughs> I'm glad um, that was such a tame. I mean, in reality, not a tame question, but an expected question. Absolutely had to be asked. And honestly, Mm -hmm. you might if you're like, you know, the fact and this goes back to if you don't remember the question, Megyn Kelly asking Trump, hey, you've got uh, all these problems with women. Here's a bunch of the stuff that you said and just quoted him. Um, And you might say, well, that's an unfair question. Um, that, that wouldn't be desirable to be in a debate. I don't want to see that in a Republican debate. Well, first of all, you know it's coming in the debates. So if mm-hmm. it had gone, if he had made, if he had gone through the, let's let's just picture the alternative world where he skates through the entire primary process and never gets asked about him calling people fat, you know, wenches and pigs uh, and pigs and uh, and all the things that happened that never got asked. And then in a in a big debate when there's three times the amount of people listening and it's not on Fox News. You get the questions and all those quotes come out for the first time. People aren't inoculated to them. Yeah. The, re- the reason why some of the big Trump accusations uh, did not wind up being a, de- a fully derailing um, process was because a lot of them, he was inoculated against them. we had been hearing about them in the debates for, you know, in the, in the Republican debates for six months. And so when they came up in the, in the general election debates, they weren't that big of a deal. I mean, you know, it's not that Megyn Kelly did something that, Anyone else wouldn't have done. I mean, any debate would have asked that question at the beginning. But if it was never asked before the general election, it would have hurt him a lot more. Uh, instead, it really didn't hurt him that much. Um, yeah. So it really—it's it's bizarre, uh, and I, I really don't—I don't—I don't get it. I, I really don't get it.
1: Um, well, he did—he did a reality show. What? He did, he did. Donald Trump did a reality show. So. With
2: me- mediocre
1: ratings. No, they're the greatest ratings of all time. Uh, the first year was pretty good. Yeah, greatest yeah. ratings ever. No,
2: not, not that. No but. show
1: has ever been watched as much as his. Uh,
2: not even close. Not even close to true.
1: But people loved him so much mm-hmm. that uh, they excuse everything he's ever done since or before. <laughs> <laughs> I, Every I position he's taken both sides of. I, I, that's the only I thing guess. I can think of is it's the reality show where they, you know, like you said, had mediocre ratings for most of its run. Most of its run. Uh, and, but... Is that the, where the yeah. loyalty comes from? Or is it because know. he built yeah. Trump Tower? Or is it, I don't know, he builds buildings? Why? And I think people Why? might look at
2: us and say, well, you guys never have anything good to say about him. I, but that's not even true. Neil Gorsuch yeah, yesterday. We have. Yeah, not he, only was, was he great really good, mm-hmm. uh, he was actually better than expected. He yeah. was basically Clarence Thomas yesterday. That's one set of rulings. You can't, you can't take all of that. You, know, you can't take That's not the only measurement point. It's one day. But still, a great start. A great, great freaking start. start and a you start, couldn't but ask I for not, a better start. It. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind praising the guy when he does good things. I yeah. just don't understand.
1: I mean, he got I, that. Apparently, he got that one very right.
2: So far, so good, man. I, I, and, yeah. you know, I'm very happy about the pick. Yeah. Uh, you know, not everyone is in love with Donald Trump, though, shockingly. Really? You might think that if you go on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but no,
1: not actually. Like true. Who, who isn't uh, in worship mode? Well, you know, he's about. His Trump. approval rating here in the United States is in the mid. It's a 180%, percent, right?
0: 39. No, it's 50%. You know, that's occasion. pretty close to no, 180%. Oh, just yeah, well,
2: you know what? That's a good point, Jeffy. I th- I'm glad you brought up that 50% poll. What is Rasmussen saying today? Because I haven't seen it being... Uh, 55,
0: 58? I have not
2: <laughs> seen that poll being tweeted since it was 50.
1: My guess is 98%. There's only like 2% There's no reason to even tweet about it. Yeah, some people hate him just so because... So it's so high? It's so high. Yeah, no, you don't even want to talk about it. You know it's, how down It's lives. actually over the 100%
0: When things are so limit. good, down doesn't even want to talk about it.
1: Yeah. Why would you he want that, to talk about because 50%? Because just the way he is. He just just, just that. <laughs> he's humble like that. Yeah. yeah.
2: Is, I will yeah. say it, it. This is a story about it's just the way he is. I will agree with you on that point. Uh, let's see if I can find the approval rating here on Rasmussen quickly. Oh, well, hurry up! Find uh, one to go
0: against Donald Trump. That's what you want to do.
2: No, it's, they have a daily presidential <laughs> pr- tracking poll. They de- oh, they whatever. deliver these results on a daily basis. <laughs> Uh,
1: and, uh, and what does oh, it supposedly say? For, what does this fake poll supposedly say? 46%. 40, so it's gone, so from it's gone down, down from 50 to, 50 to 46.
0: 46 in four uh, days? In the margin, that's 50
1: I mean, you're basically doing what
2: the Trump supporters say. So let me give you another, <laughs> another poll. This comes from Pew. Again, though, what, it was news when it was 50. Now it's gone down four points. It's no longer news. It's not news. And right. it won't be news again until it hits 50. Yep. Yeah. And, and or so, better. If some other poll hits 50, then he'll tweet that poll. Yeah. And he'll all, the, all the other ones fake. It's really amazing. Um, but this is another poll he will not be tweeting, uh, except for maybe one part of it. This is the uh, breakdown of um, confidence in the U.S. A president to do the right thing regarding world affairs from country after country after country, if you went to countries around the world. Now, look, any Republican would do poorly in this, okay? So that has to be said. Mm. And and uh, so you can't go crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, secondarily, uh, Bush did terribly in these measures, and Obama did much better. He, he's Obama's going to do better from liberal countries from around the world, but generally speaking, are more liberal uh, than the United States, uh, from countries from Europe, and some of these you'd expect. Oh, um, my gosh. Some of them are incredible, though. Look, I mean... Some Um, of these numbers, they're almost all incredible. Yep. So let's start at the top here. Sweden uh, had a 93% uh, satisfaction rate with Obama and a 10% They thought he would
1: do the, 93% of Swedes, is this what this is saying, Mm -hmm. thought that Obama would generally do Do the the right right thing.
2: thing. Yep. And now 10% of, uh, I (laughs) think that of Trump. come on. (laughs) I mean, it's Sweden. Come on. Right? Like you kind of expect it. Um, then the Netherlands, it would drop from, so that's a minus 83 on the scale. Netherlands Jeez. dropped from 92 to 17. Uh, wow. That's yeah, a well, minus I mean, 75. The that's,
0: that's Obama's girlfriend, so. Is it?
2: Yes, that's remember, right. Remember yeah, the yeah, selfie
0: yeah, girl yeah, from right. the funeral.
2: Selfie girl. Yeah. Uh, Germany <laughs> minus seventy-five. South Korea, which is kind of surprising to me, minus seventy-one. Because he's been mm-hmm. pretty tough on North Korea.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, really tough on him. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised on that one.
2: France minus seventy, not surprising. Spain minus sixty-eight, Jeez. not surprising. Canada minus sixty-one. Now, look, they're very, they're much more liberal, but they've always had, they've always had some friendship with the United States, it's kind of surprising. Now, look, I'll do what I can as a Canadian sports celebrity to heal that wound, (laughs) Uh, you know,
1: Is there a lot you can do?
2: I can try. You know, I, yeah. I can't do everything. I don't know that I can heal a 61-point gap.
1: You're right. If yeah. it was
2: 20, yeah. I think I could, I could work 20. But you're willing
1: and, to to expend some of your capital, Look, some for, of your goodwill. For
2: both of my home countries, I can uh-huh. do that.
1: All right. I can do that.
2: Uh, you've got uh, uh, UK, minus 57, our greatest ally, right? I mean, it's supposed to be our closest ally, the special relationship, minus 57, from 79% approval to 22 now, a lot of this is because they really liked Obama a lot more than they should have. Mm-hmm. And don't reveal the, uh, the other side, please, yet uh, when it comes to the positive ratings at the bottom. Because those, this is what I think is interesting. And I want you to think about this as we go. We're going to sum the middle range. You know, M- Mexico is only minus 44, but 49 to 5. 5% mm-hmm. approval. The lowest uh, approval, I believe, on the entire
1: board. Um, so they didn't like Obama all that much no, either. They didn't like Obama all that much. And they Obama really not like Obama actually... Trump deported quite a few um, uh, illegals, and they didn't like that.
2: No. Um, and, you know, he was not great on the border by any means, not at but all. Uh, he did do something. He, they, did, they wanted him to solve it. They yeah. wanted, They thought they had Obama for eight years, they'd get that thing fixed, and it, again, fixed from the Mexican perspective, which is, we can go whenever we want, mm-hmm. uh, and that did not happen. Um, Peru, minus 36. Poland, minus 35. something. Turkey, minus 34. That could have something to do with the whole dust-up with the... Uh, um, uh, the recent dust-up with the bodyguards. Um, and then you've got, I'm sorry, Greece, minus 22. So you're getting towards the bottom here. Vietnam went from 71 to 58, minus 13. These are oh, the that's closest. not bad. Nope. Tunisia, minus 9. Venezuela from 26 to 20, minus 6. Nigeria, only minus 5. And Jordan from 14 to 9, only minus 5. So the question here is, before we reveal the other two, which we just did... Yep. Um, yep, there we thank go. you. Uh, <laughs> isn't that perfect? The, what are the two names well, if you just you're on the radio, read? you don't know it yet. Yeah, that's true. Okay. If you're just uh, listening on radio. So the two, uh, what are the two that he's gone the <clears throat> positive way on? What are the two that have improved the relationship? And Pat got these right immediately. He got the two exactly. So the two uh, countries around the uh, globe, out of, what, 50, that have gone the right way for Trump, that think Trump has a better chance of doing the right thing than Obama, two countries... Jeffy, you know them, right? Lincoln, I do. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because one yeah, yeah. of them, them makes sense policy-wise. Yeah, it does.
1: Right?
2: Mm-hmm. And we'll give you that one first. A plus seven for Israel. Okay, so Israel went from a 49% approval of, of Obama, what he could do, to a 56%. Because Obama Trump. was terrible.
1: O- Obama terrible. W- demanded that they go back to the 67 borders, which, which uh, you know, uh, I- any Israeli... Uh, knows that that's suicide for that country, mm-hmm. and that's what he expected them to do was start from that standpoint in the negotiation process. And he he was he clearly treated Netanyahu uh, like a second class leader. Uh, he uh, he was not Israel friendly, even though he said he was the most supportive American president for Israel of all time, right, which is acidine. Uh, and of course, people in Israel knew that.
2: However, yeah. they're
1: also. Like, they
2: also don't seem to love Trump. I mean, I, I would say. No, but say it's a little bit better. It's a little At least they, they recognize from that. From 49 to 56. Like, I would think, like, if you were to put, you know, I don't know, think of a, an, an innocuous. If, if Jeb Bush was uh, was president right now, uh, that I think that number's higher. I think that there's a doubt of whether uh, Trump is mm-hmm. capable of handling such a complicated issue. However, they see him as generally more pro-Israel. And I would say Jared Kushner's done a lot for that relationship as well, as he's been kind of in uh, contact with them and, and uh, been like the leader. And leadership. is he Jewish?
1: He is, right? Yes. I think he and is. so is
2: Ivanka now, right? Uh, oh, right. And so she's yeah, she converted. converted. So like, I think like, they, they, they mm-hmm. hold out optimism, but they're a little skeptical, because 56 isn't high enough. <laughs> it should be higher. Uh, for a Republican president coming mm-hmm. off of Obama, if Obama's at forty-nine, in my opinion, that should be more like seventy. Probably. I wonder what
1: what it was for uh, W. Uh,
2: that's a good question. We could probably look back and find that. Yeah. Um, but, but the, the one, other country, uh, in, over, in fact, the the biggest uh, increase by far, and you know, really one of the biggest movers in the entire list,
1: uh, <laughs> Russia <laughs> went <laughs> uh, from forty-two points wow. from
2: eleven. To 53% approval in Russia, from 11 to 53. Uh, And that's, again, (laughs) I shouldn't be a surprise, but what an amazing world we're in. From where, I mean, I would say, up until, gosh, you gotta say, at least 2015, I would have said there is absolutely no chance a Republican president is more well liked than a Democratic president in Russia. And until Donald Trump came along, you never would have believed that Russia mm-hmm. would have thought the Republicans would give them a better shot than the Democrats. Ne- I mean, going back to when, Pat? Certainly Reagan, and certainly before that. Mm-hmm. I mean, how far would you say that goes back? Just guessing in history. I mean, Republicans have been tougher on Russia mm-hmm. since, I don't know, always?
1: Yeah, since it, since, it, since since it was the revolution issue. in 1917, certainly. <laughs> right. That's
2: pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. Uh, and here we are... Uh, I, at a point where half it's an upside-down world. It down. is. It is, and I guess that it makes sense. Um, favorability overall, y- you wouldn't be surprised to hear that it's declined. I mean, and look, these are mostly. Here's some of the. Com- they have some. Uh, yeah, China's not on this list. list. It's
3: oh.
2: actually, actually pronounced China.
1: Uh, China is not China on this must, list, right? I'll bet that would be way down too. But they don't. Yeah, they're not on the yeah. list.
2: Yeah. Although he's kind of hmm. switched that one around. Do you see that tweet he had with uh, North Korea the other day, where he was like. Look, uh, the, the North Korea thing didn't work out, but at least China tried. You know, it was like basically like, we're proud of you, China. Thank you. It's like, well, who are you? <laughs> uh, looking for, trying to find the uh, Israel one, because I do see some other um, Russians, uh, yeah, higher numbers than Bush or Obama uh, oh. ever received as far as Russia. But that's not a surprise. Even,
1: even though uh, George W. Bush, I looked into Pooty Poot's eyes mm-hmm. and uh, saw a soul it's, uh, it's uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh,
2: okay, yeah, here we go. Israel. U.S. favorability consistently high in Israel, but Trump gets better ratings uh, than Obama at the end of his tenure. So uh, favorable view of the U.S. Here we go, confidence in the U.S. president. So Bush uh, was 83% uh, right around the Iraq war. Um, came down to a low of 57. Obama started at 56, actually rose up to 71 at one point um, in 2014. Then I guess it's probably around like the, is that Arab springtime? No, that was earlier than that. Anyway, dropped down to 49 at the end of uh, of Obama and then Trump at 56. So mm. Obama was higher than Trump or than Trump's first year for m- uh, half of his presidency, I would say. Um where uh, where Bush was ahead of Trump for uh, his entire presidency. Which is not a huge surprise, I guess. No. That it shows a little bit of that skepticism of Trump. They don't see him as a normal Republican yet. But maybe he'll turn that around. I mean, like, I don't think he's done anything, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, although he's already backed out of the, uh, the seemingly backed out of the... Uh, we're going to move the embassy thing, which was a big campaign promise. Yeah, and I
1: thought that was supposed to be day one kind of stuff. Yeah. Maybe it was somebody else I'm thinking of because almost Cruise everybody... Cruz was definitely day one with that. Uh, did he promise that within the first hundred days, though? That was one of the I think it was. big things he was he was going to do, but of course, but again, don't worry about are it. Are we at a point where we think,
2: and this goes for anybody at this point? I mean, because you've got to look at the, the GOP health care plan. I mean, this is mainly mm. the, mainly Congress coming up with the idea and Trump pushing it is essentially what's happening here. He has no I mean, I'm not saying he has no input into the idea, but he doesn't care. Like he could do probably whatever he wants with the health care bill, but he just doesn't care. So the Congress has taken it and it's like, do you have any faith in them? I don't have any faith in any no. of these people to tell you a campaign promise is not there's no value to it. It's not worth the paper it's printed on or yeah. the microphone it's sent through.
1: <laughs> it's Pat and Stu And uh, Jeffy 888-727-BECK 888-727-BECK uh, There is a story today That we didn't get to on radio That uh, just really Had me livid When I was reading it last night This liberal professor who uh, From the University of Delaware she, uh, Catherine Detweiler She uh, Last week said that Otto Warmbier, the student in North Korea who was tortured to death, got exactly what he deserved. Mm. What the hell? How can you? What What happened to the compassion of these people? Where well, I guess you can only be compassionate if it's an animal, or if it's a communist, and then you can feel bad for them. You, you or or Islamic a terrorist? Extremist. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. It's always, yep. Um, But fortunately, University of Delaware fired her, uh, which is uh, they actually just announced she will not be rehired to teach at the university in the future. Um, But she um, they said the University of Delaware is committed to providing students in our community with an inclusive and supportive atmosphere characterized by respect and civility. And somehow they thought that uh, she didn't exemplify that. Uh, by saying so that this guy got what he deserved because he took a poster off the wall. Really? He deserved to be tortured and killed because he took a poster off the wall? These are the people who will tell you... madness madness. Uh,
2: ...Leonard Peltier who uh, murdered FBI agents... Should be set free. ...should be free. set free immediately. That uh, what's-his-face from Philadelphia who shot a cop at point-blank range God, should be released from prison. Uh, M- uh, Mumia Abu-Jamal should be released from prison right. immediately. It's the
1: same people. Uh, it's a same, it's so weird. <clears throat> it's so freaking weird. Here's Listen to what she said. Otto is typical of the mindset of a lot of the young, white, rich clueless males who come into my classes. These are the same kids who cry about their grades because they didn't think they'd really have to read and study the material to get a good grade. They simply <clears throat> deserve a good grade. <clears throat> I'm choking on her words. I can't even get them out. For being who they are. Or instead of crying, they bluster and threaten their female professors. Now, threaten what is that? What? In, uh, in really? What he did? She also said... Students like Warmbier think nothing of raping drunk girls at frat parties and snorting cocaine, cheating on exams and threatening professors with physical violence. I mean, God.
2: Good heavens. This so, mean, man is dead. What, <clears throat> what evidence do we have that he has ever raped anyone? What, what do you mean, students
1: <clears throat> like him?
2: Rapists? <clears throat> what, what? There's
1: I mean, no evidence of that whatsoever. absolutely unhinged. <clears throat> Just I, absolutely unhinged the lunacy of the left. Uh, you know, I'm no fan of Michael Savage, but I really think that he's onto something with this uh, liberalism as a mental disorder because the, these people literally seem insane.
2: Yeah, certainly, at some levels, it does turn into that. Wow. Um, you know, uh, Glenn talked about this a little bit on radio today, and that, like, you can just get to that point, I think, when you, you come up as a hyper partisan. <clears throat> You're you will do anything to justify that you're right. Mm-hmm. You look over anything you'll, life. And I mean, it's you know, we talk about this with with pro-life all the time. People will overlook the fact that, you know, 53 million babies have died as if it's this passing partisan issue. Oh, well, you're you're on the right and you're wrong because you're on the right. It's like, I, how are you not considering this a tad more deeply than that? I mean, I don't, I, it's yeah. in, it's fascinating to me to watch because I can understand like there, when there's nuance to it. There's really not on things like that. On things like this, there's, the man has shown he has no record. He, it's not like this is a guy who was terrible his whole life and no then he indication gets in trouble. He's just he's, a normal kid who went to college and tried something a little bit crazy.
1: That he's That he's rich and spoiled. There's no indication of any of that. I don't even know that the guy's rich. Maybe he was. Maybe his family was. Yeah, I mean, uh, I saw an interview with uh, his family and Tucker Carlson,
2: mm. um, who showed the, the, his bedroom, like where he slept. I mean, it looked like a very normal suburban bedroom. It did not look like he lived in a mansion or anything like that. I mean, I don't know. Mm. Maybe maybe they are wealthy. I don't know. Um, but again, that wealth did nothing to get uh, the president of the United States to do anything for him until Trump got in office. And right. seemingly, as, right. as his parents did credit, again, we're giving Trump credit here that uh, Trump, Apparently he had that. something to do with it, or at least yeah. the administration did. His dad great.
1: certainly thought yeah. he had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just amazing. Uh,
2: well, uh, Serena Williams and John McEnroe... You know, we, we always talk tennis. We're big tennis guys here. I actually like tennis a lot, and, um, but we don't talk that much tennis. No, nor does anyone else, which is kind of the problem with the sport at this point. Um, so John McEnroe wrote a book, uh, and it's called But Seriously. And so they're, you know, they're kind of uh, doing a, a little a segment on that, on, on NPR. And they were talking, but there's a movie coming out called Battle of the Sexes. Um, which is a, they're kind of bringing back the old Billie Jean King thing. Yeah. Um, and it stars Steve Carell. Looks pretty good. I mean, I'm pretty excited about it.
1: Uh, Steve Carell. Oh, as, yeah. Uh, it's the actual, story it's the actual story It's him and Bobby, R- Bobby her Riggs. and Bobby Riggs. It's
2: him as Bobby Riggs. And what's interesting about the story, too, I huh. think we played the trailer here on Pat and Sue. I think we, can we did. Um, is that they really put it off as, which is true, is Riggs, first of all, was not a top player. And second of all, ever, even when he was younger. And then he was certainly not a top player then and also was not taking it all that seriously, Um, which is kind of interesting that they're admitting that now. And he was late 50s, I think, when he played her. Was
1: it? Yeah. Uh, And she was, you
2: know, in her prime. Yeah. So that comment, that conversation came up. And Serena Williams is obviously very talented. So they were talking about this and um, Mac, the the host of the show asked why McEnroe would qualify his (laughs) statement. He said she's the best female player in the world. Um, by uh, by calling her the best female player in the world. And here's what Malcolm Rowe said. Oh, sh- uh, she's not, you mean the best player in the whole world, period? Well, because if she was in, if she played the men's circuit, she'd be like 700 in the world. That doesn't mean I don't think Serena is an incredible player. I do, but the reality of what would happen would be, I think, that some perhaps it would be a little higher, perhaps it would be a little lower on any given day. Serena <laughs> could beat some players. I believe she's so incredibly strong mentally that she could overcome some situations where players would choke because she's seen it so many times, so many situations at Wimbledon, U.S. Open, etc. If she had to just play the circuit, the men's circuit, that would be an entirely different story. She went on. He went on to say that she that Williams is arguably quote the greatest athlete of the last 100 years. So it's not like he was dissing her. She got wind of this and responded and said, Dear John, I adore and respect you, but please, please keep me out of your statements that are not factually based. I've never played anyone ranked there, nor do I have time. Respect me in my privacy as I'm trying to have a baby. Good day, sir. Oh, God. Mm, Jeez. That response is so incredibly stupid.
1: Because and he called her the greatest female player yeah. that's ever lived. And maybe
2: the best athlete I overall mean, of the last years. You're talking
1: about Martina Navratilova, who's an absolute uh, legend. Steffi Graff. Steffi Graff. Yeah. Chrissy Everett. I mean, yeah, you, you I know. Mean, there's a lot been a lot
2: yeah. um, over the years. And you, I think you can legitimately make that argument. I think, too, that she's also been, uh, she probably is the best female player of all time. But Probably. first of all, you have to take, take a step Probably. back if you don't follow tennis. Saying to someone that they are the 700th best player in the world is an incredible compliment. <laughs> like, do you understand how amazing you have to be at tennis to be 700th in the world? People, like, I can give you a generic example from my uh, past life. I played a guy who, um, when I was in high school, um, who, in the state of Connecticut, um, went undefeated for all four years. He was for all four years in the entire state of Connecticut, which, as we know, is a sort of a frou-frou state where tennis is popular. Uh, It's like if you're going to have super duper rich people that are really good at tennis, it's going to be in Connecticut. Now, this he was from a town that was not particularly uh, all that rich, but he was really freaking good. I can actually mentally picture playing him and hitting one shot past him. And (laughs) you know what he did when I hit my one shot past him? He clapped for me. I can remember him clapping on the court. I was his opponent. And he actually, he went, I remember him clapping. I'm like I was so excited about it. And I'm like, oh, God, this is such a meaningless thing that he knows he's still going to beat me. <laughs> uh, that uh, The fact that I just belted one right past him because I just swung as hard as I could and finally got one in. Uh, uh, he actually clapped for me. Went on, became a professional uh, tennis player, uh, rose through the ranks, was really good in college, everything else, went through the ranks. He peaked at 700th in the world. He was undefeated in a state of for four years. As a freshman, he was undefeated in his entire state. And he wound up being 700th in the world. Being 700th in the world is incredible. Uh, you, you have people... because this, Remember, this is not just a... a uh, it's like saying, for example, that a female football player could compete in the NFL. It's like saying a, a female uh, basketball player could make the NBA. It, it's And remember... Unlike those other sports that are more American-centric, the, the most of the tennis players in the world are from other countries. Like, people in countries that you barely have ever heard of are focused and live and die with tennis. So the idea that 700 of the world is some insult, it absolutely isn't. I mean, you look at these people. There are men who are hitting the ball 130 and 140 mile an, hours, uh, mile an hours, 150 miles an hour uh, with serves that would be absolutely much, much stronger and overpowered. I'm getting the, the look from Jeffy. I'm as just trying to, as trying as to as grasp this what you're saying. Over here. I'm trying
0: to grasp what you're saying. That women I would honestly doubt. Couldn't doubt. compete. Yeah. <clears throat> Yes. with men. Is yes. that, that what I'm getting from you? Is that, that is the what you saying. When it comes version? to sports,
2: we all know that this is true. And we can all sit here and, and wow. d- deny it. And I, I get that that's what we have to do in the society. I give a hell of a lot of credit yeah, to Will Kane, by the way, who used to work thing. here and now works at ESPN, who I just saw do a commentary, which I would assume will be doing this story tomorrow that he's fired about, where he mm. said, you know what, maybe it's not all that crazy that Serena Williams, even as the best female player, uh, is not the number one player in the world overall. Can you, Im- I mean, look, she would get
0: Absolutely destroyed by the top players. It oh, it that's okay not my fault. You know, yes, the response would have been better had it been more joking, saying, "Come on, you know I'm better than 700." Stop. It. Right, like her response is Stop stupid. It. First of all, don't, don't, uh, don't
2: uh, keep me out of your cut statements that are not factually based. Well, you haven't played these players, so of course it's not factually based. Like, so, <laughs> the whole thing uh, is a uh, hypothetical. It's a whole thing is a hypothetical, uh, which was, by the way. Uh, presented by the interviewer who said, what do you mean she's not the best player in the world? Well, he answered, she's not. It was, this, it was a hypothetical conversation. <laughs> then she says, uh, I've never played anyone ranked there, nor do I have time. You don't have time for a match? What do you mean? <laughs> you have plenty of time. The idea is if you wanted to go and challenge uh, the best players in the world and they actually decided to, to play you at 100%, they would beat you easily. That, that doesn't mean you're not the best female player in the world. That's just the freaking truth. Now, tennis, I think there's more competition than there would be in the NFL. Um, but again, you know, uh, there's, there's there are there are physical in this uh, environment. Lines we're, supposed
1: here. To, we're, supposed we're supposed to we're supposed to believe all deny it. We sure that, are that women are just as good in every way as men, I- even in sports. Yeah, and they're just not. When you judge, they're not physically capable of the things men are. They're not. Almost. Almost universally, I mean, no, there's, you know, there's going to be some yeah. exceptions, but there's no exception to the fact that a top men's player would destroy any top women's player.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, we, we talked about and, this. There's no question. Uh, uh, another do game. Another example uh, to prove that point would be all the uh, transitioning players, uh, yeah. male to female, yep. that are participating in female sports now that are winning mhm yeah, come on now. Yeah, All
1: right.
2: I mean, look, this is not that's not to say that. I mean, when you judge an athlete, you judge them against their competition. Right. So the fact that Serena Williams has dominated her competition more than Djokovic or Nadal or even Federer great, yeah. has. I, I think you could say when you, you have to when you compare them like that. It's, but it's the same thing of saying, like, well, uh, you know, a college football team that has dominated is as good as the NFL team. I mean, the lines are closer there, to be frank. I mean, mm-hmm. like, Alabama is a hell of a lot closer to winning the Super Bowl than Serena Williams is being the number one male player in the league, in the, in the world. Or the Eagles right. winning the
1: Super Bowl for one minute. Triple Eight, back. More patents too coming up. Fair, but it hurts, Jeffy. Fair, <laughs> but it hurts. Found it felt like sharing with us, so we
0: don't have to talk anymore. Breaking news that uh, has just come down in the last couple hours. We'll get more information uh, for sure throughout the day and tomorrow. But a uh, global ransomware attack causes chaos again. Uh, they're attacking uh, European countries right now. Uh, companies, and there are companies across the globe that are reporting that they've been attacked with this ransomware. So uh, be prepared for all that, because we've got the uh, Ukrainian Central Bank, aircraft manufacturers, postal mm-hmm. services, Danish shipping company, Russian oil producers. Uh, they're all being uh, hacked right now. Uh, well, so Jesse, when you were able to steal a credit card or whatever, what, how much do you get for that in the open market? Well, they are charging uh, $300 worth of Bitcoin, uh, and they'll send you—they'll the, free your computer up. hmm So uh, at least that's the first, the first, the first ransomware says if you see this, then your files are no longer accessible. And uh, send, well, if you follow the instructions and send us uh, $300 worth of Bitcoin to this address, uh, we'll send you how to get out of it, you'll be okay.
2: It'll be interesting to see what the effect on Bitcoin is from these things, because, you know, uh, that is, uh, these big stories happen. And then they're saying, just send us Bitcoin, just send us Bitcoin. And then uh, at some point, you know, there's going to be countries that are just like, you know what? Uh, The problem is Bitcoin. (laughs) And Uh I would not be surprised to see them try to crack down on that because of it.
0: So last Saturday, uh, Maxine Waters, a good card-carrying member of the Douche Hall of Fame, had Mm. a a town hall meeting. And uh, she did not want Trump supporters at her town hall meeting. They had purchased tickets. They got their little wristbands. They were there. And she said, "Uh, no, you can't come in. We're going to be uh, chanting uh, "impeach 45." We're going to get all people. We're going to get people all wound up inside chanting uh, "impeach 45," which was just agonizing. I I had them save the video, but you don't want to see it because it's agonizing. <laughs> but uh, the Trump supporters were a little miffed at uh, why they can't get into the town hall meeting, and uh, Maxine said, uh, "You don't live in the district. You're not getting into the town hall meeting." Period. Did she? Did they live in the district? Well, the ones that were there did mm-hmm. not. You know, they were, there, they were coming up from outside the district. But, you know, funny little thing, uh, Maxine Waters, uh, a couple years ago, they redistricted the uh, congressional seats, and uh, she doesn't live in the district either. <laughs> so, a little issue. It's great.
1: Triple Eight Seven Two Seven 727 is Pat and Stew. Uh, for some reason, Esquire has done the 10 most nail-bitingly tense moments in film history. Hmm. Uh, I, I don't know how they determined this, necessarily, because I'm just kind of glancing at the list. doesn't seem like these are indeed the 10 most nail-bitingly tense moments in film history.
2: Some of them are, uh, I, I feel like. You think so? Yeah, I, I, I kind of like their number one, which we will not start there, because that's not what we do with lists. But I like their number one, for example. Yeah, I think it is. Really? It's one of my favorites of all time.
1: But is it nail-bitingly tense? No. Oh, no. absolutely it is. No, it is not. Yes,
2: it is, especially the first time you see it. No. Right, let's go through the list. All right. Number 10, the listening booth scene in Before Sunrise. Anyone?
1: I
0: don't know. I'm not familiar was with
2: it. Jeffy? That. It was an <laughs> uh, entertainment product I assume I, you've seen. I
0: it. am familiar with some phone booth scenes, but not this particular one. Okay. Do you even know the movie Before Sunrise? What is, the, what is that? I, no, uh, I, do not. I don't know it at all. I don't know it at all.
2: Uh, anyone? anyone uh, let's see. Before Sunrise. I'm trying to think if it looks familiar. Because, um, uh, you know, it's an interesting concept. Because I guess you have to go action, right? It's got to be an action scene. Um, nail-biting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Like I would say like one of the... Like uh, the, the scene in... Um, what was the movie where with, with Vince Vaughn? Uh, one of his first ones. Uh, swingers. Uh, The movie Swingers with Vince Vaughn where he is where um, the guy is he keeps calling the girl back that he just met and and he keeps calling her back and leaving her messages and they get more and more awkward. It's one of the most intense scenes of film history, I believe, because it's so awkward and so awful and he just keeps making it worse and worse and worse. And I remember the first time I watched it, it was I was so squirmy watching it because he just keeps Mm. going and going and going like that, I think, is an is an intense scene. But I wouldn't put it on a list like this because, I don't know, it feels like an action movie type of list. Uh, Before Sunrise, a 1995 movie. Um, it is a romance movie uh, starring Ethan Hawke. I, I don't honestly, know about you,
0: but I'm biting my nails already.
2: I don't even know that I've ever even seen the cover of it. Is it a good movie? Anyone? Uh, anyone? Nobody.
1: No one Nobody. has seen Before Sunrise. It
2: uh, got a 77% on, uh, from Metacritic. So there you go. Okay. Apparently a good movie, but not that
1: great. <laughs> at number nine: the beach scene in Moonlight, which I also have not seen. Now that's that one just
0: came
2: out. Yeah, right? that one just came out. Did uh, you see that? I Jeffy? have not
0: yet. I have a sitting. Uh, I have a, a DVD sitting at my home right now, waiting to be viewed. And I think it's up on Hulu now too. So.
2: Okay. Really, Hulu? I didn't know Hulu had movies. That was all TV shows.
0: No, they have movies as well.
2: Hmm. I'm not a member, hmm. so. Uh, okay. Here's here's one that you might remember. This one's from uh, Deliverance. Do we have this actual scene? We actually do. let's uh, nice. do. Let's check it out. This is great.
1: Come on, I'm with you. <clears>
2: They're <throat> looking good.
1: Uh, that didn't seem tense to me. Why, the what? most tense scene in history? Because they're all about to. The uh, eighth? It gets ugly. Be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. In what way? What's going to happen there? Jeffy? Is that the, you have not seen Deliverance? No, I have never seen Deliverance. Oh, really? Uh-uh. Uh, it's been a long time, but I mean, the result. I mean, I know the, of it. The
2: result, the thing that everyone knows about that movie, I guess, this is, is the pig,
1: it, of it, course. It. it does not. Uh, there's, some, there's some negative some. Got a consequences. mighty pretty mouth or whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: That's um, yeah. So this, that's about to happen there? Uh, this has already begun. They are back in the woods, and uh, they've met the, as you, as you notice, the banjo player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is one of the mountain folk.
2: Yes, he's definitely yeah. a mountain folk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he's one of the, you know, of course, the classic, uh, this is the way mountain folk are. And so the family is, uh, you know, pretty protective. Mm-hmm. And they don't like outsiders.
2: No. And it, it's funny, this movie, I would say, has spawned so many horror movies in, in a way. Like, you know, all the, like, the hills have eyes yeah. and, and all that stuff that kind of, like, mm. you go into the middle of nowhere, there's a bunch of weirdos in a family, they wind up killing you or doing horrible <laughs> things to you. That's kind of uh, the shtick there. Okay, Um. I mean, I wish we had this one. The rescue scene from Saving Private Ryan is one of the most intense. That is actually
0: pretty, pretty good. Yeah, you're right.
2: Uh, because that one is, I remember watching that for the first time in the theater's, and like, you know, you know about World War II, you know, uh, you know, obviously warfare is intense and, and horrifying at times. But watching that scene, in a way, it sort of convinced me that it was really like that. Like, they, they, I think they did a good job. And one of the things that was <clears throat> so crazy about that is just those, the U-boats, the yeah. the, the doors opening yeah. and then bullets. It's like, you don't think why of that. didn't they open up the other way? Yeah, they don't think of that.
0: <laughs> you should have. Turned them
2: around and backed them in. I don't know.
0: So many of them had so much weight on there. Mm. They, they were still in the water. They're drowning. I mean, oh, it was horrible. Horrible. How that didn't... Uh, I mean,
2: how that was a victory right? <laughs> is really the crazy part about that, how that actually was a win. Uh, but that, watching the intensity of that, because you think of yourself like, you know, because, uh, I don't know, you play video games or you watch Rambo or something, like, <laughs> you think in Warfare, like, you're going to have this chance to... Move out of the way and shoot and, and 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 pull off that incredible shot or that incredible mover, hide behind a rock and get a couple shots will bounce off the rock. No, like the door drops and you're dead. Like period. And that yeah, the intensity of that scene
1: was really I think it brought it home pretty well. Uh and number six, the maid cleaning scene in rope. Again, uh Wow. I don't know I don't know the movie, and I certainly don't know the maid cleaning Jeffy? scene. Uh, any idea why the maid cleaning Again, scene in rope maid is scening,
0: maid tense? Cleaning scenes uh-huh. uh, in my yeah, I bet you do some. Oh my gosh!
1: Any but, of them French maids? Uh,
0: you know, sure. sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, nineteen forty-eight movie. Click the drop down. Nineteen okay.
2: forty-eight. Okay. Yeah, nineteen forty-eight movie. So that uh, one is it. You know.
1: Alfred Hitchcock.
2: Uh, it uh, sounds
1: like maybe uh, one of his. It is your it boy is. Jimmy Stewart yep. though. It is okay. Hitchcock. Yep. Uh, also at number five, the wall hiding scene in the raid. Redemption, the
2: raid. Uh, again, Redemption. I've never even I heard is, of these
1: movies. I, I know.
2: I feel like maybe no, I should though. Is, uh, when did that come out? Raid Redemption, 2011. <laughs> I, I, okay. I, I, how do I not know about a 2011 movie?
1: I don't. I don't know, but um, I've never heard of Raid Redemption. Jeffy, have you? No. The
2: no, release date March 23rd, 2012.
1: That's no. just weird. Is That's it a weird that we film, don't perhaps? we don't know about it. Uh, number four, the basement scene in Zodiac, which we actually have a little clip of. So, uh, here it is. Would
0: you like to go upstairs and check? No.
2: Thank you. Thanks for everything. You're welcome. <laughs>
1: Oh, boy. Oh, my. Mm. Yeah, I,
2: I feel like bad things are about to happen. There. Yeah,
1: you, you get that impression.
2: I've heard really, really good things about that movie. Have people seen it? Any, any, Jeffy, have you seen that one? No, I have not. You really, I mean, when we say you watch every entertainment product, it really is TV shows. You really don't see I, a lot of movies. Movies.
0: I don't go to the theater. I don't like going to the theater.
2: But this is, came out a long time. Was it 2012, maybe, too? I mean, it was in the 2000s, but it was, I mean. Why do you not like going to <clears throat> the theater? Oh, you know him. First of all, if it's money, he's a no. Mm-hmm. Um, that's and cool. the,
0: amazingly, they charge money.
2: They do. Amazingly, they charge money. Um, okay. The uh, <laughs> I don't know if I, I'm trying to think if I've seen this movie either. <laughs> I haven't. I feel Sicario? like this is, is this uh, is the newer one with uh, the guy from uh, that was in.
0: This is the big drug deal. Yeah, movie. I, and this I, is a what? recent I, one, right? This is I from rented this for a plane
2: one maybe time. Maybe last year. Uh, yes. Del Toro, and right? Yes, Benicio del Toro. Brolin, that's what I'm up.
0: Bro, yeah, Josh Brolin.
2: Yeah, you know, I did see this movie. Um, the, was the bridge it? The scene bridge tense? The bridge
0: standoff. Uh,
1: yeah. I don't
2: really remember it, honestly, okay. all that well. It was, it was, I remember watching it and being like, eh, that wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Huh. So, I don't okay. know. Uh, the drug deal in Boogie Nights. Now, Jeffy, I know you've seen that movie, obviously. It's about porn, uh, so you've obviously seen it. Dirk Digger, <laughs> uh, star of the, uh, of the many adult films, apparently, in this particular world. Uh, it was also the movie that uh, Heather Graham basically broke up with her family over, yeah. uh, because she's a, a female porn star in that movie, and uh, there's some uh, some aggressive. She's maybe uh, naked a lot, uh, Oh, really? maybe having a lot of sex. Uh, and her, about that. her, her uh, parents were not
1: happy. Parents were not happy. Yeah, that, I guess really? they're I think, maybe very religious. I'd potentially, it we're it. not oh, like, wow. hey, I don't really want my
2: daughter having sex with 40 guys on film in a movie. Hmm. Uh, this is not real sex. It's true. It was. I, we don't think, at least it was real sex. Um, but I'm trying to think of the drug deal scene. Uh, yeah, okay, I kind of remember that. I mean, there was
0: plenty of uh, scenes that were cringeworthy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in, that was a Boogie Nights. another good one.
1: Uh, although, again, I, 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 I would not say...
2: I wouldn't either. I wouldn't put that one in the top. The number two most intense scene of all time? Like, I kind of remember it. Yeah. That's about where I would put with it. The, the number one, I think...
1: It's the only one I've seen, is the number one movie. Out of all of these? Out of all these. Uh, that's the only one uh, I've seen.
2: Well, now you've seen a Private Ryan*. haven't you? No. I thought you had. I thought you saw that on a plane or something. Uh-huh. Oh, you got to see that.
0: Yeah. That's a. I mean, that's an incredible. Well, movie. I know, but if he put, runs that through, uh, runs that through the, the big guy, v- it will be about two minutes. Is
2: VidAngel real? Yeah. I mean, there is a lot of violence in it. Is VidAngel back on? VidAngel's back in yeah.
0: some form. Yeah. Yeah. I, how sweet I, is that? I, I heard yeah, something about that. I keep that. fighting.
2: Uh, number one climax scene of all time. Uh, And that is what they call it here. Most (laughs) brightly, biting. I just realized that's really more of a Jeffy reference. Um, Most uh, ten nail bitingly tense moments in film history. They they give uh, number one to uh, this quality film. Stop it.
0: Oh, absolutely
1: stop it. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. See, the cord got stuck. Got stuck. And it can't reach. Oh, he's, there's only so much time left. Yeah, because he's he's coming at about 80 miles an hour, and if he doesn't plug it in, it's mm-hmm. not going to work. It's not going to work. <clears throat> oh no, no, no! Oh, oh no! The other side. Came unplugged. Great, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I'm sorry. That, that was a tense weird. scene.
2: Really well. done. But the thing.
1: most tense of all time? Nah,
2: I, it's got nah. I think it's in that conversation. I would. I mean, look. I don't. I can't think of ten movies. You know, that I would put ahead of it. I mean, can you, for the most tense scenes of all time, what would you, can you think of any that you'd put on this list, Pat?
1: No, I'd have to, I'd it's have to It's hard. Really... It's hard
2: to just come up with them out of nowhere, which yeah. is a, why these lists are often terrible. Uh-huh. Um, but I, think, <laughs> I I honestly think Back to the Future is, it's in the conversation for that. I mean, that is, it's not a, it's not a, like Zodiac, you're not talking about a serial killer, right? It's, it's more of a, obviously a fun movie and a movie that's, mm-hmm. a, but I mean, that, that is an, a great movie and a great scene in that great movie. Back to the Futures freaking stands out, man. It does. It's a, it's
1: a, yeah, it's, it's a I good know. movie. I mean, it's a great mm-hmm. scene and a great movie. Mm-hmm. But the most tense of all, si- all, of yeah. all time, that's I, I, a stretch. Mm-hmm. It's probably a stretch. Uh, all right. BuzzFeed has called out patriarchal TV and movies of Muslim men dating white women. Hmm. Uh, and I think it's about time. What? It's, a, it's about time. Comedian Kumail... Nanjiani's new movie, The Big Stick, released uh, on Amazon, is uh, very much autobiographical. He plays a Pakistani comedian who meets a white girl, played by Zoe Kazan, at one of his shows. They date, then break up primarily over him keeping her a secret from his parents before she suffers a medical tragedy that brings them back together. Uh, Writer Imam Siddiqui has posted uh, a piece on the, on the site headlined, Why are brown men so infatuated with white women on screen? Uh, what is this story?
2: <laughs> this is amazing.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah.
2: Why is it, Pat? Do you have the answer?
1: Uh, well, Siddiqui, a writer and filmmaker based in Philadelphia, uh, hits out at what he thinks is a growing, uh, growing sinister trend for Muslims to hook up with white women in movies and on TV shows. He writes, despite the significance of seeing Muslims represented on screen in this way, in 2017, it's interesting that at the center of both The Big Stick and Master of None remains the story of a straight man in pursuit of a straight woman, and more specifically, the story of a straight man in pursuit of a straight white woman. Have you seen Master of None at all by any chance? Is no, it, pretty, I have not. Pretty funny. Oh, you've seen it? Yeah,
2: that's a, it's a series. With the comedian you'd recognize that I... Aziz... You know, you know his face you'd from some show. Them, That's yeah. about as close as I can get. Aziz Ansari, mm-hmm. uh, you know him from a couple movies, maybe a couple of shows he's been <laughs> and on. And he,
1: he digs a white woman yes. in this. Um, would it be better if, like, it was a non-straight man with another white straight man? Would that be okay? You know, maybe, uh, maybe we should okay, stop, right. You know, uh, Maybe we should stop talking about men and women as if
2: it's the only choice. Thank you. Okay? Right. Uh, there's, a lot, there's about 65 variations. Okay? How about, I don't know, number 48 and number 71? All right, so there's 65. 50, 51. Why not number 48, and number 51 on the gender list? Why not? Why not? You know why? I, because of people like you. <laughs> because of people like you who will say, hey, mm-hmm. that doesn't fit my standards of normal, as if normal is a word that has a meaning. Yeah, well, it does. <laughs> oh, it does, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <time> he's admitting <laughs> okay. it. He's right, right here, you're watching it happen, America. Normal does <laughs> have a mean. Unbelievable! <laughs> he said it again. Are Excuse we, are are we put still together. on the air? So we are still on the air. People are <laughs> seeing this happen. Pat oh said normal God. is a word with a meaning. Unreal.
1: Well, and Unreal. Here's, here's another thing. Siddiqui concludes that these stories fit into a larger societal narrative of white women as the primary objects of patriarchal desire. How many times have I said that? You I have are, that bumper sticker. On that, your car? What is yeah, it? Again? Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, why are you, looking you know, there? these... White? Uh, I'm sick of stories that fit into the larger societal societal narrative mm-hmm. of white women as the primary objects of patriarchal <laughs> right. desire. You have mentioned that many times. Yes. I will say. Yeah. I thought you were
2: just. I thought you were just trying to work yourself into the story. But you have said that one. There's no doubt about it. I mean, How stupid is this? I got to say, like, at least a. You know, we get, we go every day, and we read news stories, and you get worried about what's going on in the world. Think about if you were in this world. Where, like, you were so torn apart by the fact that there's a show in which a guy likes a white woman. Yeah. That, that this would mean, like, your life's work to <clears throat> overturn this sort of hierarchy. It's At least we don't live in that world.
1: And here's the thing. I thought that was good that we're showing mixed races yeah. getting together. Not and good enough anymore, apparently. Apparently, that now it's gone the other way. So far the other way that it, that's not okay anymore. Because for a long time, they complained that, well, why can't you show biracial people up there together? Well, I, I don't know. I guess we can. Yeah,
2: we're fine. Uh, and so are.
1: we do. And, and now,
2: now we're in bad. trouble for that. Yeah. I will say, and we... They're but, heterosexual, though.
0: I mean, that's, yeah. that's that. You're back to almost uh, the man and woman thing again. Almost. Um, so it's not
2: worth. In it, fact, I mean. exactly the man and woman thing is exactly what it is. Um, I will say, and we bash Jeffy a lot. We give him credit where credit is due. He was one of the uh, trailblazers of the biracial uh, relationship. Thank you, Stu. Uh, Thing on the internet. Uh, Thank you. Really has a lot of uh, sites dedicated. Thank you. Uh, to that. Really. Which
0: is uh, you're
1: welcome. Yeah. congratulations.
2: Congratulations very much.
0: I appreciate it. I, I, you know, that goes unnoticed a lot, and I appreciate you noticing.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, also, we have mm-hmm. Miles Teller. I don't, I don't know Miles. Do you know Miles Teller? Of course I do. I know Penn and Teller. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it must be him, I assume. Uh, his last name is Teller. I assume it's Teller. That's
2: <laughs> it. I always assume it's Teller. But he's fighting
1: PTSD in uh, Thank You for Your Service. Um, and here's a trailer of whatever this is.
3: I rode shotgun in the lead Humvee. And I looked for oh, bombs. Oh. Stop the truck. You don't see the bomb unless they want you to. What you got?
1: I don't see nothing, man.
3: You don't see it. He feels it.
1: I was a good soldier. I had purpose, and I loved it. You kicked some ass over there? Yeah. Yeah, man. We wanted it to be perfect. I'm home with my favorite girls. It's perfect, baby. Am
0: I getting late or
1: what? Oh, yeah, you're getting late.
0: Maybe I'm foolish. Wait, how long have you been up? It's already 4 p.m. in Baghdad. Got one chocolate chip smiley face pancake for you.
1: She doesn't like chocolate. Okay.
0: I guess I missed that part. am Two Army Commendation Medals, an Army
1: Achievement Medal. Impressive.
0: You never told me you were a hero. Don't spare
1: me the details. I can take anything but quiet.
0: Some people got the real problem. You are my hammer out there. Don't let these young guys see you fall. I can... don't belong here. He did his job.
1: Now do yours. I'm
3: only you woman, After are
1: you, right? After no, I'm not right. Don't put the blame
0: on me. Can't name him after me. Don't put the blame on me. He's the me. too perfect. Is there a specific incident that troubles
3: you?
0: This don't look like much of a life, but every morning I get up, I'm grateful. I'm alive because of you.
1: Thank you for looking after my son. I'm not a hero. We're brothers. We look after each other.
3: I'm only human, after all, mm. Wow,
1: the that looks powerful. Yeah. You know, we we forget sometimes of how difficult that is and what these guys go through—guys, girls, uh, men and women—go through over there. Jeez, Uh,
2: incredible! And take uh, a lot for granted. Also, from the if you're coming from Lone Survivor and American Sniper, I mean, that's going to be some quality stuff. I think it's going to be a good movie. And B, um, we feel fairly confident they're going to treat our troops the right way. Yeah, Um, they did certainly did it there. Um, So. Uh, that'll be great. I uh, can't wait to see that one. I didn't even know that was coming out. This is why we do this show, so we can find out what movies are coming out. <laughs> uh, that's kind of the way we do it.
1: Big story today about a uh, Baltimore restaurant owner. He was all pissed off because 30 of his employees quit after uh, an inquiry from the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, the Homeland Security had the nerve, the unmitigated gall, the hate, to show up and say, "Hey, we just need some documentation on your worker." And 30 of them immediately quit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, Gee, I wonder... uh, You know, does that say a little something? Mm. It might.
2: It may indicate, perhaps, Pat, Right. that uh, they were not legal.
1: Go throw it out there. No human being is illegal, Stu. Wow. Did you hear the hatred in him? I sure did. Holy cow. I'm (laughs) glad that finally came to light.
2: Are you...
0: (laughs) Are you... What, Am I? What are you doing? Are you? Okay. What are you doing? Who are you talking to? Play it with my, my new toy. Check it out. You can make, like I can have two light up, uh-huh. and just leave one not lit up. Uh, okay. I can spin it like this. So you've got a little so spinner You're on this bandwagon it's now. Really good. This Seems like a bandwagon one. you'd be That's on because short. it's about to end. Yeah. This is, what this are you talking about? You can keep this strong. This is a they gotta hang on until Christmas, right? They're going to try to. Yeah, they uh, have to. I mean, holy cow. Is
2: it true that the person who invented them didn't get any money from it? Is that an accurate story? Ooh, I don't know that one. A story I had heard, they invented them a long time ago, patent ran out, they didn't renew it, and then now it's this big thing and they didn't get any money from it. Weird. That, that oh. story always seems to be the truth.
1: These, these fads are strange to me. Yeah, I don't I, get that one. You know, I don't get the, the homemade... Uh, Play-Doh or Silly Putty thing. I, oh, I, yeah. I don't, I don't get the... the, the slime spinner, thing? The slime thing?
2: I, I, I've noticed that it's on... crazy. Um,
1: My daughter is
0: totally into it. Yep. How old is your daughter? 17. <laughs> she loves it. She just Do I loves need to it. say it? No, you do not, because I'm going to ask the same question you are thinking, Stu. Seriously, Pat, have you ever checked? I have had I have. Yes, I have. <laughs> had her checked a few times.
2: Because I see that on the kids... Um, uh, you know, like they'll watch like you know some Disney show or whatever and in the commercials, it's like Elmer's glue or something. Yeah. And Elmer's glue now doesn't run commercials for their glue. They run it as an ingredient in this slime.
1: Right. That's how that's how prevalent it is. Yeah. That's Bizarre. where Elmer's glue is making all their money right now. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's just it's
0: really weird. Bizarre. Really weird. Bizarre. Um, do but, we
1: have the fidget spinner thing? Should we do
2: that here, I guess, mm. since Jeff? is yeah, that's, playing well, right that's what I here? that's
0: what I was playing with because of the uh, Garage Fifty Four, a mm-hmm. group of Russian car enthusiasts mm-hmm. uh, on YouTube, have uh, wielded a uh, three-beater cars together to m- they put them all together, welds them together, made the fidget spinner car. Do we have the picture? Uh, so, so, I have not fidget seen the video. Spinner car. Okay. Let's uh, let's see. <laughs> this is what. Oh, <laughs> uh, I see. Now this is YouTube. This is what makes YouTube great. Mm-hmm.
2: Or what makes our society collapse. What? It's another alternative <laughs> explanation.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, I, Seriously, that's what makes YouTube great. <clears throat> God, this is, what a stupid
2: world we live in. It sure is. So stupid, in fact, uh, they didn't have three people uh, in the car turning the wheels so it would spin faster.
1: Oh, that is some weirdness stupid. right there. Stupid, stupid. What kind of time do you have on your hands to go ahead and do that? something like that?
2: I Honestly, that's what the internet rewards. It
1: if, sure if, is.
2: If, look, yes. if you if you do an incredibly complicated task, the internet will love it, and they'll post it like crazy. If you do an incredibly complicated task that achieves nothing, they'll really love it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's like if you were to do like, you know, if you build... Uh, an entire if you build a model of the United States uh, and every city out of toothpicks, that will be the, the, that will be everywhere and it'll be posted like crazy. If you build it out of hamsters, it will be even more it will be posted even more If you do something that 's actually worthwhile, it might eh. be posted a little bit but it 's like it 's the incredible effort for no return that they freaking love on the internet and i't I, I really it really does seem like the thing that goes viral more than anything else is uh, the person who does a very difficult task that achieves nothing.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I keep t- <laughs> going back to the uh, the like the 500 matchsticks, the cake, the matchstick where they all burn, mm-hmm. and you just have to watch them all burn bound down to nothing. Look what happens when he lights one
2: match. Yeah. Like I, I, it's so bizarre. I don't. I watched I, it. I guess it's just
1: entertainment. You know? <laughs> yeah. It really is just pure <laughs> nonsense. But there you go. Triple eight seven two seven Beck more Ben Stew is. Inevitable. So it makes YouTube great. No, it's not. It's what's the collapse of our society.
2: (laughs) By the way, uh, the, uh, the society I don't want to collapse has produced a brand new soda that we try next on Spoons. Yum.
1: Uh, we're going to try this uh, delicious, well, potentially delicious uh, Pepsi Fire mm. soda in uh, just a minute. Uh, but first, I wanted to finish this Baltimore story. okay? Oh. Because the 30 employees who left when Homeland Security uh, showed up and they just wanted documentation of the immigration status of the workers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of what Homeland Security does. It's one of their functions. Um, it hmm. stunned the eateries diners. The customers, uh, Michelle Zhang said, it seems like terrorizing people who are trying to work at the restaurant. Yes. It's not only bad for the business, but it's bad for the families. Yeah. Right?
2: It is bad for the families to go into a
1: country illegally and to continue to work there against the law. (laughs) Yeah. That's what she meant, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, Based on our government's current practices of targeting the Hispanic community, properly documented and potentially less than properly documented Potentially less
2: Potentially than, less properly, than documented. properly documented. That is a new record yeah. in the way that of uh, equivocating there. That's
1: great. They are all fearful of being separated from their families, many with small children. Here's a, a way to f- to solve that problem. Don't come here illegally. Hmm. Then you don't have to worry about it. You know, if 30, if 30 employees all leave at the same time just because ICE has asked for documentation... Perhaps your business practices need to be checked. Of mm-hmm. uh, maybe you need to stop hiring illegal aliens to work at your all, sh- at your place of business.
2: Uh, typical from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, all this for people who just maybe are slightly less, slightly than properly, less <laughs> properly, properly documented. documented. That is a fantastic phrase. I, slightly less properly documented than properly documented.
1: <laughs> Unreal. What these people will do. It is uh, all right. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. How much time do we have here? We have uh, about five minutes or about so? About five minutes. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is
2: uh, new from Pepsi. Uh, it's called Pepsi Fire. Now, I will say, as you know, I uh, am one of the biggest uh, soda connoisseurs on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I you don't really like Pepsi, though, that
1: much, do no, you? I do. Uh, I oh, you do?
2: I, I'm, I'm angry at Pepsi right now. Uh, because of their um, ridiculous and malicious and false... Um, a war on aspartame that they are currently uh, conducting. they have a war on aspartame? They, well, sort of. Um, they have figured out, which is an understandable thing. If you're a company, you're not, your job is not to take stands on issues, right? Uh, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course, they had Kendall Gender um, you know, uh, making right. the police nice for once. They can take a stand on mm-hmm. that issue. But again, just with that, Every stance these companies take is just to, you know, improve their bottom line and try to improve their, you know, their brand, right? So one of the things they did is because a lot of people have problems with aspartame and they think it's going to kill them, they have now on the Diet Pepsi, they have above the little Pepsi seal says now aspartame free. And they have now converted this to um, to people, I guess, you know, to try to get people won over who think aspartame is bad, which by the way, there is absolutely no evidence of that whatsoever. It's a whole other story and a whole other day. So, uh, what they've done is replaced it with other sweeteners. And, you know, it tastes similar. Uh, I, I, I prefer the old school aspartame. Um, in fact, a lot of people prefer the old school to aspartame, so to, aspartame. So to prove to you that they, of course, didn't mean anything by the fact that they took the aspartame out and don't actually believe it's bad in any way, they relaunched a classic sweetener blend Pepsi, diet oh, yes. Pepsi, which is just the old aspartame kind, which everyone really wanted. Um, So, obviously, they don't actually believe (laughs) that aspartame is bad, um, nor they ever even attempted to say that. They just know that people are freaked out about it for no reason, so they just went along with it. So, it's the
1: classically...
2: Classic sweetener blend.
1: Sweetener, Um, classic sweetener blend. Of Diet Pepsi, yes. Um, Wouldn't that be sugar? No,
2: that's a regular Pepsi. <laughs> that would be a sweetener blend, which they do as well. Which is it's also the same a thing sweetener. What they do? No, I know it's a classic sweetener blend, Diet Pepsi. Okay. It's a different brand. All right. Um, however, it's the same thing they do with your real sugar Pepsi, right? Like they, yeah. like yeah. you know, obviously yeah. they don't really think high fructose corn syrup is horrible. They just know that people like you will prefer regular sugar, so they buy it. Right. So again, I just hate the fact that they, that they, they give credence to that. It annoys me. However this is regular pepsi and it's a completely different story now this regular mm-hmm. pepsi is a, is a cinnamon flavored pepsi which i will say i don't know that i've ever had a cinnamon flavored soda i'm very excited about i'm pretty about sure i have not trying one because i don't I can't think of one no. another one on the market
1: it doesn't it, it doesn't it's, really smell like it's on fire no, it, it smells
2: to me like fireballs those, those those candies oh oh yeah a little bit of that yeah um, okay. so let's give it a whirl
1: <sighs> oh yeah Definite cinnamon
0: kick. Oh, there. yeah, a little kick there. It does mm-hmm. taste like those little fireballs.
2: Yeah, a little bit. It's not overpowering, and I will say, hmm. uh, clearly, it is not a cinnamon soda. It is a cinnamon-flavored Pepsi. So you get a burst mm-hmm. of the Pepsi with a little bit of an afterkick of the cinnamon. I, uh, I think this is pretty tasty, actually. That's pretty good. It sort of reminds me of, like, and none of you guys will not relate to this, but like, it, it, it's almost like you have a little fireball shot you put in a Pepsi. Um, and this Fireball <laughs> whiskey. Um, it tastes like that kind of.
1: Hmm. Yeah, Jeffy, you, you might be surprised to learn. You're not much of a drinker, are you? Yeah, well, not anymore.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, Jeffy's, <clears throat> Jeffy's point here is why would I wait two drinks when I can have the go into my veins right away? Yeah. So he uses yes. uh, stuff that's a little bit more harsh. Um, but I will say this. Well, but
1: because all of his veins have collapsed, <laughs> he now injects directly into his eyeball. So
2: it gives you a little bit of that, like,
0: you say that clearing I'm like your that's nostrils a out thing. a little bit,
2: a little uh, a little vibe of like you get that. It's a little it's a little spicy. It's got a it's little kick bad. to it. We um, a little ice cream in I, there. It's little, not, I kind of like a little it. Cinnamon yeah.
0: Pepsi float. I, that would actually I, be pretty good. Pepsi cream. with
2: cinnamon ice cream in here. That you get a similar good. taste. I gotta say this is really good. I like it. Um, now I am a diet soda guy. I'm not a big fan of the regular because it's a little too sugary, like a sweet for me. I can't yeah. drink large amounts of it.
0: I mean, but you can me both. Regular soda is too fattening. <laughs> I mean, you and me both do. We're on the we're on the same page there. I when mean, you know, take
1: as good a care
2: of you know, your body
0: as you right, do, yeah, uh, Jeffy. Right. I know. Listen, I know. you know. Mm. So I was, I want to make not everybody does. That. I know. It's, I'll, know give it a thir- it's I'll, I'll give it a thirteen.
1: I'm gonna go fourteen on that. Mm. Pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. And you drink regular Pepsi. Yeah, I so. like it. Yeah, that's good. Good. good.
2: I like it a lot. Back with more in a second.
1: Hi, it's Pat and Stu. Triple 727 back. Uh, hey, on uh, another episode of uh, is this in the think you tank, know yeah. th- in the think tank, uh, Glenn was talking about the latest book books he's having all of us read. There's like 19 of them that we get to read in four days. Uh, here's why they're so important.
3: I want to talk to you a little bit, and this is gonna be happening so fast. Um, but I want you to know that if you'll read these four books, uh, it will help you understand where I'm going and why I'm doing it. Um, I feel more, uh, energized than I have since 2006. Um, and I can't wait to get started. I feel more clear than I have felt since probably 2011 or 12, um, uh, when we were, I, I knew what we were to do, I knew how to do it, and I have spent a long time praying, okay, I got nothing, I got nothing. And it's all changed uh, for me about four months ago, and I'll tell the story some other time, but, uh, and then just really, truly miraculous things started to happen. So I want to show you these four books are so important and there are more, but these are the ones I'm making everybody on the staff read, um, right now. And the good news is they all have seven days to do it. Friction. This is a marketing book, but it really is about any kind. It's, it, I look at these all about life. You can look at this as a marketing book or a, uh, a book for your company and it's great. That's what it's for. But it's all about reducing friction, and everything is a friction point. Uber is, uh, Uber is your competitor if you're in business, even if you're not in the car business. Because once somebody makes something so easy to do something, everybody is like, why don't you just make that easier for me? This plays a role because of, of what I found in this book. Now, this book is called Tribal Leadership, Uh, And it is a, you watch good TED Talks, really, on almost all of these. Um, This book is about how to build a good company uh, of tribes. But I started reading this not only about the tribe that this company needs to be, but the tribe that we serve, you. And how to understand, how can I explain you to uh, 300 people who may not have met you and, and, and help them understand we have to serve you, um, and you're first. What I found in this is not only my company and our relationship, but I found America, and I'm going to explain it in a second. This book um, explains how the mind works and the power of cognitive dissonance when people just don't want to admit to themselves that they made a mistake, and we have seen this. Over and over and over again from the politicians who have made a mistake that will say, well, errors were made, but, you know, there are some people in my office that did something. No, no, no. You made the mistake. But it's also the slight cognitive dissidence of when you are looking at Maslow's hierarchy of of needs. You know, if you're afraid of eating and making your insurance and your house payment or your car payment, you know, some of those other things aren't quite so strong for you, and that is absolutely normal, um, and and totally makes sense. So, how do you how do you deal with that without adding more stress to yourself? And then, that's what this book is about. Um, this book is Jonathan uh, Haidt, and it's called The Righteous Mind, and it is phenomenal. It's really not an easy read. Um, But it tells you exactly how the human brain is working. And in it, he has come up with something. And he actually told me that one of the people that kind of changed him, he was a a very progressive New York liberal NYU professor. Uh, And he said he wanted to understand what was happening in the country. And he said, started listening to me. And he said, I always thought conservatives never cared He said, no, he said, I listened to you and you spoke my language. You spoke to your people, but you also spoke my language. And he said, the whole world turned upside down when I started finding these conservatives that I was like, oh, wait a minute, you're not who I thought thought you were. So he wrote this theory and it's based on the moral foundation theory. Now I'm going to go through this really fast um, and I'm not going to try to teach any of it now. I just want to show you that... um, how complex this problem is going to be and why all of these experts that I have talked to in all of their, you know, uh, and all of their behavioral scientists' friends, why they say this won't work. They say this won't work because they say it takes too many people to make it effective and not enough people will do it. And I keep saying to them, I have an audience that I believe was destined to change America. Here's why it's so hard. If you understand tribes, there are five tribes in a, in a company and they all, they all kind of manifest themselves the same way. The first stage of a tribe is really a dangerous tribe. It's a violent, dangerous, suicidal tribe. It's life sucks. And everybody, I've never worked at a place like this, but everybody is like, this sucks, man. Not Life is not going to get any better. I don't care what anybody else does. You suck. I suck. Life sucks. You have high rates of suicide. You have high rates of crime, violence, uh, and theft. Next stage is we suck. Life doesn't suck, but we suck. And it's not going to get better. And we've tried all your fixes. And your fixes don't work. And we've tried all of those things here. You just don't know the people. It'll never happen. That's stage two. A successful company is the one that moves into stage three. But this is kind of almost a down. This is like 65% of companies are here. Okay. Um, And stage three is. I don't suck. But that person sucks. You know, uh, stage three is. You know, I, I look, I don't care if you can't get anything done here, just come talk to me. I know how to get it done. And those people just do it themselves. The problem with that is when you have a company that where a couple of people are in stage three, they just start moving and they just have, they become arrogant and it can cause real problems and push you back into stage two. Stage three is really a staging ground, if you will, if you can get people to start working together to stage four and stage four is where it starts to get good stage four is none of us suck it's the other company or the other country that sucks stage five is our goal America 1800s uh, late 1800s this is great I mean we don't even know how we're doing all of this stuff and all the other people are looking in and you're not saying you suck you're saying come on in it's great that's our goal We are between here and we're headed here. Look at the suicide rate in the country. Look at the suicide rate with with, uh, teenagers, millennials. Look at at the suicide rate is going through the roof. Look at the violence on the street. Look at the anarchists. What are the anarchists? Nothing's going to work. Nothing works. Even us. Yeah, we tried the Tea Party thing. It's not going to work. We voted for them. It's not going to work. That's where we are. Fortunately, there are others up here my problem was many people were down here and here and only people who really understand this can speak to those people so we have to speak to a nation you can only reach people in the stage with the language that they're in so you can't talk to somebody and say oh my gosh America could be so great to somebody who's down here they won't hear it they'll be like yeah yeah whatever However, Jonathan, Jonathan Haidt, this part of the, uh, of the theory is coming from this book. Now, nobody else is tying these together. The second is coming from this book. And this book, Jonathan Haidt said, Glenn, I never thought people cared. I didn't think conservatives cared. And that's because when we were talking about the border, for instance... Remember, I said, we have to look at these as human beings and children. We have to go and take care of the children. I am 100% against illegal immigration. Well, so now he's listening and he's hearing me say and doing it. Words don't matter. Doing, I care about the children. I care about these people. He now goes, oh, wait a minute. It isn't about that. And I know this sounds ridiculous, but they don't hear it. Just like, quite honestly, I don't think we hear them. You do care. Okay, so wait, what's your point then? It's not about hate, because I've been convinced it's about hate. I have to speak their language, and they only think of these two. They only think of care and harm, and liberty and oppression. And not really liberty, it's more about oppression they they speak these languages that's it liberals we generally speak these languages we need to speak these but then when we're talking to our friends we have to know wait a minute what stage are they in are they nothing's going to be fixed because you don't know the people around here you haven't dealt with congress you don't know they'll never change you have to approach them with this message not ours if we're saying about the border we're talking about authority They're talking about care. You have to speak their language, and then you have to speak at their level. This is going to be really hard, but it's what we have to do, and it's the only way forward. Otherwise, we're going to kill each other with shovels. Back in a minute.